welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Hey, happy Easter, everyone. Thank you for joining us in this very special season of Easter in our online experience. And we just welcome you, whether you're part of our Elevate Life a church family, or whether you're just tuning in and watching this, we're honored to have you. Well, we have a tradition at our church and we start every service with some declarations. And so I would like to invite you, whether you're watching with your family or friends, just to stand wherever you are. Let's put our hand over our heart. Let's make these declarations. Say this with me. Say, I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I'm blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and take dominion. I declare that 2020 is my year of transformation. Things are not just going to change for the better, but 2020 will be my best year ever. Say this with me. I declare that 2020 is double, double for me. Double blessing, double anointing, double portion of good things in every area of my life. I declare that according to Psalm 6511, that God is crowning my year with goodness and my path will drip with abundance. I declare that as I am taught the word of God and apply it, that I am wonderfully well and blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's give God a big hand. Thank you so much. You may be seated. And again, thank you for joining us for this very special online Easter experience at Easter at the Cathedral or the Cathedral of Frisco. So thank you so much. Well, my title today is The Greatest News Ever. The Greatest News Ever. And I want to ask you a question. What's the greatest news that you've ever received? Just think about that for a minute. What's the greatest news you've ever received? You know, we're living in a world right now where there's a lot of bad news. We, of course, have all been affected by this coronavirus, but this will not, this is not the first thing and it will not be the last thing that interrupts our normal. And I just want to say a natural supernatural correlation is this, God is always wanting to interrupt our normal with his supernormal, our natural with his supernatural, our seen with his unseen, our impossibility with his possibility. So I just want to say that I've got some very, very good news for you, but I don't just want to give you the good news, the the greatest news ever. I want you to think about, even in your life, just for a moment, just take a minute and think about some of the greatest news you've ever received, because those have been some of the happiest times in your life. And when I think about Easter, I think the greatest news ever. Well, I, I did something. I could have made a top 100 list but I made my own top 10 greatest news ever list. And here's the top 10. Started when I was a little boy, I go through our teen, my teenage years, and then to my most recent greatest news ever. But here's number one. My mamma was coming to live with us. I was so happy. My mamma was going to live with us. And it was such great news for me, I was very young but we were so close. She was the one that prayed me back to life. Some many of you know that story. And if you don't know that story, Google it, you can look it up. 
but uh, it was recorded in the Dallas Morning News, but my hero is gonna move into our house. And early in my life, that was some of the greatest news that I could remember. I was gonna get to be in her presence every day. The second uh, top 10 greatest news ever for me was Sheila, my then, well, she wasn't my girlfriend, but she said yes to becoming my girlfriend. And when I think back on my life, I think that's some of the best news of my life. Like when I was 15 and I asked her to be my girlfriend and she said yes, that was some of the greatest news ever. And you know what, I think if you, if you don't forget who, the who's and the what's and the why's and the when's of your greatest news ever, it'll keep you grateful. There's an old hymn that says, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your many blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. So in this Easter season, I thought the greatest news ever, like when I was 15, Sheila said, yes. The third greatest news for me was that my high school car was gonna be a 1969 Mustang with a 351 Cleveland. I'm telling you, that was the greatest news ever. I mean, after Sheila said yes to me and my girlfriend, I mean, this was some of the greatest news ever. And my dad just was clueless. He paid, he paid with all due respect, he paid $300 for that car. And he drove it up and said, hey, this is what you'll be driving in high school. I just almost, you know, passed out because to him, cars were no big deal. And unbeknownst to him, God used my earthly father to bless me. And that was some great, great news. Number four, uh, that I was gonna receive a four-year college scholarship to play basketball. I mean, I had worked very hard and uh, as a high school athlete. And when I found out that I was gonna go to college on a four-year scholarship, that was some of the greatest news ever because it meant that my next four years were gonna be taken care of and that I was gonna be getting a college education. My fifth greatest news ever was that Sheila said yes to marrying me. I mean, Sheila made the, the, the two of the top five greatest news ever in my life. First of all, that she'd be my girlfriend and then eight and a half years later that she would marry me. The sixth greatest news ever for me was that we qualified financially to build our first house when we were 23 years old. It was a big deal, you know? I mean, 1983, the world was a different place, just like it's a different place today. And interest rates were 14% in 1983. Some of y'all don't remember that, but 14% to get a home loan. So it was a big deal. And I was so excited to receive this news that we actually qualified to build our first house when we were 23 years old. The seventh thing is when I was asked to be a part of the power team. I mean, I just can't even tell you how excited I was. I was a youth pastor in Sherman, Texas. And Sherman, for those of you who don't know, is a, a town about 70 to 80 miles north of Dallas. It seems like it's getting closer and closer. But, um, but man, when I was asked to join the power team and I knew I was gonna be traveling around the world with a strength team doing feats of strength, I thought, that, th this, this is like my dream come true and uh, some of the greatest news ever. And there's so much that went with that. But during that time, uh, I, I uh, wrote and recorded my first album, uh, was actually able to, again, uh, just, just touch the world in a way that I'd never even dreamed possible. But some of the greatest news ever was I was asked to be a part of that team. Uh, the eight, eight top 10 greatest news ever for me was, when we found out that Sheila was pregnant with Josh and 
man, it was, I was just, I was beside myself. And then of course, correspondingly, my other two children, Keila and Whitney, it was the greatest news ever, I'm pregnant. And uh, just great, great news. And then nine and 10, I'm gonna fast forward because that was back in the 80s, what I just told you then in the early 90s. But fast forward to now, number nine, my top 10 greatest news ever, when the doctor said, I've seen two miracles in my 30, 30 years. You walked into the hospital with 100% blockage, having a massive heart attack, and two and, a, two and a half days later, you're walking out of ICU. That was great, great news. And then my, my top 10, 10th greatest news ever, was in my last heart procedure, we got the Widowmaker artery, which was 95% blocked, unblocked, and all your arteries look good. And I know that's very personal, but for me, that's my greatest news ever. And in this season, I just wanted you to hopefully take some time, maybe just receive this as an assignment um, over the next few days, or maybe even after this message, you just sit with your family and you talk about, hey, what are the greatest things that have ever happened? And just make those a record in your family so that the people around you know what that great news was. And never allow past, present, or future bad news mess up your greatest news ever. That's what keeps your that's what keeps you, and I want to introduce this thought process to you. I'm not preaching about this today, but that's what, that's what gives you emotional immunity. Emotional immunity to bad things is that you focus on the greatest news that you've ever received, the greatest times that you've ever had. Then when bad things happen, guess what? Even no matter how bad the bad things are, the bottom line is you have emotional immunity to the virus or the viral impact of bad things happening when you choose to focus on the greatest news ever. And that's my message today. And by the way, here's the greatest news that's gonna come very soon and you're gonna hear it and we're all gonna hear it. What we will hear sooner than later is the coronavirus is over and by the end of this year, here's the other good news, you're gonna see double-double. You're gonna see double-double. You know, it's been raining a lot in Texas and people have been going, man, there's so much rain, it's rain, rain. You know why? Because it's a year of double-double. And not only do we already have record-breaking rains in Texas, but I believe by the end of the year, by December 31st, I'm just gonna say it, I believe it'll be double the rainfall of what we normally have. Because prophetically, rain speaks of a time of refreshing. Rain speaks of the heavens being open. Rain speaks of the drought is over. Rain speaks of there's seeds that are being planted right now in your business and in your life that the rain is watering and in the future it's gonna grow in the name of Jesus. Come on. So God is doing a great thing right now in our world. Well, the greatest news ever can be summed up in 26 words. Just 26 words. Greatest news bulletin ever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 26 words, the greatest news. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I wanted to say a few things, and again, I hope you enjoyed our Easter production, but 
as we just wind down this Easter message and this Easter season, a few things that I hope will encourage you. Here's number one. God doesn't just love you, he so loves you. You know, it's one thing for people to say, hey man, love you, man. Hey, love you. Hey, love you. Like what is, what's, what's behind an I love you? You know, the Bible says that the world will know that we're Christians by our love for one another. Not just our love for them, love for the lost. The Bible says, by the way, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. But not just our love for, for, for people that are outside the family of God, but maybe what makes the family of God so attractional is the love that we have for each other. Here at Elevate Life Church, our desire is to love people into lifelong transformation. And so the world will know that we're Christians by our love for one another. And then as we love God and love ourselves and love one another well, I believe the world will be attracted to the love of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ, verse 17, has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. See, God doesn't just love you, he so loves you. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So, so again, in the context of this 26 word, this one paragraph, this one scripture, John 3, 16, the greatest news ever. In the context of this, we find out God doesn't just love us, but he so loves us. And that love is a gift to us, but it's not just a gift to us, it's a gift to us so that we can love each other well, so that we can love the world well. And I just wanna encourage you in this season, love the people around you well. We, maybe in our lifetime, this has never happened in my 60 years, but maybe in our lifetime, we'll never have a situation where we're confined to our home, where we can't go to work. Don't let the fear of what's happening right now keep you from loving well, because here's what the Bible says, God is love and his love cast out all fear. Don't be so focused on, oh man, what's gonna happen? I gotta get back to work. Don't be so focused on that. Maybe, 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 maybe God loves us so much that the gift of this time is for us to spend time and to value the time with those we love the most. Maybe God's turning up the love quotient in the world because we're so busy and we've stopped. So God doesn't just love you, but he so loves you. And then the second thing that I wanna encourage you with in this 26 word greatest news ever is that he, God didn't just give, he gave it all. He gave it all. The Bible says it this way, that God not only loved you, but he so loved you and he gave his one and only son for you. 
want you to take a look at this video because I think it'll touch your heart. I heard about this 13-year-old girl who went on a snow ski trip with her family and something very tragic happened that out of that tragedy was a great triumph for somebody else. Watch this. Back in 809 with Taylor's Gift, 13-year-old Taylor Storch died in a tragic skiing accident back in March, but her mother vowed to hear the sound of her daughter's heart again after deciding to donate Taylor's organs. In a moment, we're going to reunite Taylor's parents with the mother of two who received their daughter's heart. But first, NBC's Lee Cowan has their touching story. The sound of life. How often do we really listen? Patricia Winters does almost every day. That comforting rhythm is all because of what happened to a 13-year-old she never met, Taylor Storch, on the last day of a family ski vacation, on the very last run. I saw Taylor lose her balance a little bit. It didn't take me but a very quick second to realize that she was hurt. Taylor crashed and never got up. Doctors tried, but nothing. But in so many ways, that tragic end was another beginning. There's such a powerful message behind what happened after she died. Taylor's parents, Tara and Todd, decided to donate their daughter's organs. Five strangers are alive today because of that gift. She was such a giving, loving person. And so this is just really what she would have wanted. She just would continue to give. Taylor gave her kidneys, eyes, liver, pancreas, and heart. But it was that that her mother had such a hard time letting go. As vital as it was to someone else, she vowed to hear her daughter's heart again. Since um, we lost Taylor, I have been wanting to have that connection because she and I were extremely close and I wanted to know that she was still there. Taylor's heart made quite a journey all the way from the mountains of Colorado here to the deserts of Arizona. It arrived in the middle of the night to a recipient who was fast running out of time. Looking back on it now, I realize just how sick I was. And that brings us back to Patricia, a mother with a broken heart of a different kind. Hers was failing. She was rushed into surgery that night and awoke with a strange new feeling. When I woke up, I kept saying, who is she? Who is she? And then... You knew right away it was a girl? Yes, it was very bizarre to me. Organ donors are confidential. No one could tell her. But Patricia's husband thought he knew. He'd found news reports of Taylor's accident, complete with pictures, even YouTube clips, and surmised that the heart must be hers. At night, if I couldn't sleep, I would open up my laptop. And then I would look. And it was pretty dramatic. Very dramatic. But nothing would be complete until the two families met. And finally, six months after Taylor's accident, they did. It was the coming together of something so terrible and something so beautiful that words failed. The only sound that mattered, though, was the sound that Taylor's mother was so desperate to hear. Taylor's. And there it was. Two lives, two families, bound by one heart and one amazing gift. <laughs> She's strong. For today, Lee Cowan, NBC News, Phoenix. Tara and Todd Storch are here along with Patricia Winters, and, and Taylor as well is here, because without her, Patricia, you would not have gotten a second chance at life. Is there a day that goes by that you don't think about that little girl? Not a moment. 
No, not at all. It's because I'm here and I'm here raising my boys. I'm alive because of her. When you made the, the decision, Todd and Tara, in the hospital that day in March, your daughter had been declared brain dead, and, and the hospital came to you, Todd, and yeah. said she'd be a great candidate to be a donor. And, and you, what amazed me is you said, without even discussing it with your wife, yes, we should do this. What made you so sure that it was the right thing to do? Um, it was a very easy choice. Um, Taylor was a giving, wonderful person, and I looked at Tara, and we knew exactly... We knew exactly that's what Taylor would do. She was so giving, and that choice was very, very easy. Meanwhile, at that point, Patricia, you're at home in Arizona. You're mm -hmm. very sick, um, can barely get out of bed on a daily basis to take care of your two little boys. Right. Had been a, a candidate twice before for a heart transplant, but both of those had fallen through. This time, you get the call, you go. Mm -hmm. It's a good match. You wake up, and as you said to Lee, you knew immediately it was the heart of, of a female. Mm -hmm. You found out it was a teenager, but how did you trace it to the Storch family and find out that it was this little girl's heart? Um, actually, my husband did while I was in surgery. Um, a friend of his had um, um, sent over the article from Colorado, their news bulletin stating that um, a 13-year-old girl had died in a um, ski accident and a 39-year-old Arizona woman received her heart. So Putting two and two together. Friend. Exactly. And then when you saw that child's face and made the connection. What was that like for you? I saw her face um, within 24 hours of my transplant. And my, when my husband showed me the laptop, I just told him that he needed to put it away. I was not ready to look at her picture. Picture equals, you know, reality. So it was just too much for me at the time. It wasn't until I was alone and could really just look at the, the pictures myself. So, So how did you all end up reuniting here, Tara? How did that come about? We had a neighbor who knew that from the very beginning I wanted to connect with her heart. And it was just a pull that I needed. I needed that connection. And a neighbor of mine went on the internet and searched and searched and searched and found an article written about someone in Arizona who had received a heart transplant and um, found someone that had commented on an online article and she responded and and it just happened to be Patricia's connection. And there was a moment when you when you all met where the two of you were sitting on a couch, two moms, and you shared something very you you leaned your head onto I Patricia's did. chest. Probably that was Tell the me most about precious. That. that was the most precious time I had with her because Todd and her husband Joe had gotten to get something to eat and so Patricia and I were together alone and I asked her, I said, Can I just lay my head on your chest? And listen, because Taylor and I were very, very close, and I would lay in bed with her and just snuggle with her. And so I got to lay my head on her chest and hear her. And what was magical about that is while I was doing that, her heart had this huge kick. And then Patricia goes, did you hear that? And I said, yes, I did. And, she, and then it did it again, this huge kick. And I looked at Patricia, and she said, I was praying while you were laying on my chest that Taylor would give you a sign that she was here. And she did. And I will never forget that. It was truly the gift of Taylor letting me know that she's here. And Taylor continues to give her gift through this organization, the foundation you have started, ToddTaylorsGift.org. What have you learned about organ donations in your own state of Texas and nationwide? And what is the message you're trying to get out? The message is that 
Um, the message is easy. This is a simple choice. Most people want to become organ donors and are not quite sure how to become. And we're trying to make that very, very easy for them with one place to do that. All the states are listed. What I've learned, ultimately, is that, you know, um, there's a lot of new things that are happening with the different databases. And we want to just make one single place to make it easy for everyone to become an organ donor because the statistics show that most everybody wants to. And we want to help them. Well, we, th we so appreciate you being here today, Todd and Tara. And Patricia, mm -hmm. thank you so mm -hmm. much. And Taylor as well. Yeah. So what I want you to know is that God loves you so much. And you think about that very touching story about how that one girl not only gave life to a mom with two children, she gave her her heart, but she donated other organs in her body that provided quality of life for four different people. So in her death, her life touched five different people and gave life to a mom that probably wasn't going to live without that heart transplant. And I share that with you guys because I want you to understand something, is that when Jesus gave his life for us, he didn't give a little bit of his heart. He gave all of his heart. And you know what? He wants to give you a new heart. He wants to give us all a new heart. And I wanna close by saying this. In this 26-word paragraph, in this one scripture, in this maybe God's magnum opus, the greatest news ever, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that if you would believe in him, you would not perish but have everlasting life. If you don't know anything else about the Bible, you need to know this because on these 26 words, on this one scripture, on this biblical Jesus God mission statement, this most important statement, this greatest news ever hinges your life eternally. So the greatest news ever is God doesn't just love you, he so loves you. Secondly, he didn't just give, he gave it all. But here's the third thing. If you believe in God, you can have it all. If you believe in God, you can have it all. Listen to what the Bible says. For here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a new heart, the prophet Ezekiel said. This is God speaking through the prophet. Put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. In other words, God just doesn't give us a new heart, but he makes it possible. He gives us a new spirit that makes it possible for, him, for us to live for him. And for us to experience, the Bible says in John 10, 10, that the enemy, the devil, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. The Bible goes on to say this in 1 John, the fourth chapter in the ninth through the 10th verses. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice 
to take away our sins. One of the greatest stories that I've ever heard in my whole life, talking about the greatest news ever, one of the greatest stories I've ever heard, comes out of World War II. And there was a famous Austrian art collector that was known worldwide. He had one of the greatest collections of art that had ever been assembled at that time. And uh, his wife tragically passed away and he actually had one son who was in his business with him. And his son came to him and he said, Dad, you know, he said, this, this Nazi war machine is moving across the world and I, I just wanna be a part of the resistance. And even though his father's heart was broken, he knew that that was in his, his son's heart to, to go to war against the Nazi regime. And so he had just lost his wife and now his son goes off to war. For many, many days, he thought, he prayed, he thought about his son, he wondered how he was. Well, one day the knock came at the door. And as he opened the door, there was a young soldier who took his hat off and he said, sir, I regret to tell you that your son was killed in action. And the father, of course, broke down and began to weep. He said, but I, but I wanna tell you, I was, I was there. I, I was his best friend. And, and I have something for you. And from under his arm, he pulled out a rolled up piece of canvas. And as he unrolled that canvas, it was a self-portrait that the son had had literally penciled himself of himself and said, hey, if something ever happens to me, please give this to my father. He said, so I wanted to present this to you, sir. At that moment, that became that art collector's greatest prize. It became his greatest portrait. He immediately went over his mantle and took down a what would later sell for over $2 million a Rembrandt. And he put this, this canvas self-portrait of his son over his mantle. Well, sadly, just short, a short time later, almost six months later, the old man passed away. And the whole world came to Austria because of his gigantic art collection. And as some of the world's greatest art collectors came, they, they gathered together and the auctioneer stood up and he said, there's something we need to take care of before we do anything else. And there was this sort of tripod with, with this blanket over it and they pulled the blanket off of the tripod and here was this portrait of this man's son. Just a self-portrait that his own son had sketched. He said, this is a picture of the man's son. And so uh, according to the will, we need to bid on this picture. We need to sell this picture before we do anything else. And so there was kind of just a grumbling in the room. It was like, it was like we, we didn't come here for that. We came here for the Raphaels. We came here for the Van Goghs. We came here for, for the Rembrandts. And he said, according to the man's will, we've got to do this first. So, so can I open up the auction? Who, who will give 500? And nobody, just, they're talking. Look, according to the man's will, we've got to sell this, we've got to sell this portrait first. Who will give 300? 
Just, just get to the real artwork, somebody shouted. He said, do I have an opening bid of $50? Can anybody do $50? Still, nobody, nobody bid. Finally, way in the back, there was a man that raised his hand. He said, you know what? I brought, I brought $30. That's really all I've got. I knew the family very well. I did some gardening for the family. I knew the son. He said, I've got $30. Can I bid $30? The auctioneer looked around the room. They said, yes. Everybody said, yes, just, just get on with it. The auctioneer said, going once, going twice. He slammed the gavel down and then he announced auction closed. Everybody was just astonished. What, they said? He said, according to the man's will, and I couldn't tell you until now, the person who got the picture of the son gets it all. And that's what I want to tell you. Because God so loved you, he didn't just love you, he so loved you. Because God didn't just give some, he gave his one and only son. If you will believe in his one and only son, you get it all. You know, one of my, my favorite scriptures, actually passages of scriptures in the Bible is found in the book of John, and it's really at the end of John. It's in the last part of John, and I just wanna go there for a second and invite you to go there with me. But first of all, in, in John the 20th chapter, this whole chapter is about Jesus being raised from the dead. And, and here's what the Bible says. Now, Thomas, called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. Let me stop right here and say this. So after Jesus rose from the dead, he was in the earth for 40 days. And he appeared on 10 different occasions at one time to his disciples, to Mary. Uh, he appeared many times. That's recorded in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. And so... The disciples come back and Thomas wasn't with them. And they said, hey, we've seen the Lord. This is after he was crucified. So he said, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of those nails and put my hand in the side where they stuck that spear and pierced his heart while he was on the cross, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. And Jesus came and the doors being shut stood in the midst of them and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand in here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but be believing. And Thomas answered and said, my Lord, my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you've seen me, you have be be believed, but blessed are those who have not seen me and they still believe. I mean, wouldn't it be great if Jesus walked in your living room right there? Wouldn't it be great if Jesus just showed up on CNN or on Fox News? 
The bottom line is Jesus shows up in our lives and through our lives, but it's up to us to believe that he so loves us that he gave his one and only son Jesus to die on a cross for us. It's up to us to believe that Jesus is God's son. And even his own disciples doubted it. But I like this, the way it ends in John 20. And truly Jesus did many signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the son of God, and that in believing you may have life in his name. It's up to us to believe. We're, we're the only ones that, that, that can believe. And I just encourage you in this season to receive God's love for you. He doesn't just love you, he so loves you. But don't just receive God's love. Understand that he gave it all. He didn't just give, he gave it all. Thank God for, for that precious young girl at 13 that said, told her parents, I wanna donate my organs. If I ever die, I wanna donate my organs. Gave her a heart, gave her eyes, gave every part of her body that she could give in her death. And yet even giving life to five different people is just an earthly example of how when Jesus died on a cross for us, he didn't stay dead. He gave us a new heart and a new spirit. And the Bible says, if any person be in Christ, old things are passed away and all things become new. And I just wanna tell you this, here's what's, here's what's amazing to me. Just with the biblical account, if we just took 1 Corinthians 15 and looked at that chapter and all the people that Jesus appeared to after his resurrection, if we had a testimony service and all those people were given 15 minutes to testify, you know how long it would take them to tell their story about how they saw Jesus after he rose from the dead? 128 hours. That's how many people that he revealed himself to that if we just gave them an opportunity to testify, it would take 128 hours of personal testimony for them to proclaim, I saw him, he's alive. And yet some people like Thomas would say, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to see for myself. Can I just tell you something? He's here, he's there, he's in our world right now. And it's up to every individual to believe. And I just wanna lead you in this prayer and I wanna invite you just to join hands with your family or those that are in the room. But maybe even if you're by yourself, just put your hand on your heart. And I want you to say this with me. Just say, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I believe in you. Give me a new heart. Put your spirit inside of me. I want to live for you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. And thank you for believing in me. And today I say, I believe in you. In your name I pray, amen. So glad that you've watched this Easter service with us. And you know, we would love to hear from you. In fact, let us know if you made a decision 
for Jesus. You're going to hear more information on how to do that and how to go to our app, our Elevate Life Church app, and just let us hear from you. We, we want to help you. And you know what? No matter how long we have an online church or whether we have church live, guess what? The church is alive because Jesus is alive. He didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose again. And that's the greatest news ever. But there's something that we do at our church, and that is I always bless people out. And so guess what? We wanna, we wanna bless you, not just out, but we wanna bless you out of this virus, out of fear, everything that concerns you. So again, I'm gonna invite you to stand with me if you would, if you're in your, in your house, if you're by yourself, it doesn't matter. Just as an act of faith, stand. Would you do that? And I'm gonna speak this blessing over you. Come on, lift your hands with me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May you know that if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is on your side, whom shall you fear? May you be like a tree that's planted by rivers of living water and your leaf will not wither. And whatsoever you do, come on, say it with me, it shall prosper. God bless you guys. We love you. Happy Easter. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.